Hello from Awakenite Country. This is Tim McCardo, Leroy Junior Senior High School Principal, and welcome back to another edition of Principal McCardo's Weekly Update Podcast. We have an awesome show in store for you this week, so sit back, relax, and enjoy hearing from our Awakenites. We'll kick off the podcast this week, uh, continuing to spotlight our extracurriculars. And this week, we're excited to have our marching band members here join the podcast. Marching band, long-standing tradition here at Leroy Wackenite Country. And it's something that uh, we're very, very proud of and something that not a lot of other schools in our area offer. So it's definitely a point of pride. And it's, it's definitely a long-standing tradition of just so many great musicians that have come through this program, that have gone on to you know, perform at the college level in marching bands um, and do many different things. So um, unfortunately, this year our marching band looks a little different as the competitive season uh, was canceled. But we got creative and, uh, and our directors have got us uh, rocking and rolling. So we're going to talk about that today. So I'll have um, our marching band members introduce themselves and their grade and what they're a part of uh, with the marching band. Jackson, you're first. Hi, my name is Jackson Kane. I'm in 10th grade and I play the tenor drums. Hi, my name is Maureen Kleiber. I am also in 10th grade and I am the front ensemble section leader. My name is Felicity Weiseltier. I'm a senior and I'm the head guard captain. I'm Katie Long. I'm a senior and I used to play clarinet, but this year I'm the drum major. All right, so Katie, we'll start with you. Why don't you talk to us about the show this year that you guys are, are working and just kind of the logistics of, you know, what you're doing and what that means for this band next year. Okay, so this year our theme is The Greatest Showman, and we are learning the music currently right now So to get the band all ready for next year. We didn't get to compete this year, but we want to make sure that we get a head start for the people that are going, coming back and competing with the show next year. Um, it's really exciting because in the past we've kind of had more abstract themes that like you kind of have to like learn the music as you go. But this year everybody seems to already know the music and it, it's like really gets you into it when you know what you're playing and just it's exciting because you know the audience will receive it well too. So it's pretty awesome. And how cool for you to you know to get to the you know to the drum major obviously you know that that's the leader of the band if if if, if you don't know uh, that position it's the position that conducts and gets up on the risers and does the tent hut and you know gets everyone ready to go did i do that okay yeah Um, Yeah. (laughs) so you know talk about what it means to kind of follow the footsteps of just so many great you know um you know amazing nights that have that have been in that role oh it's awesome i've been i have a little bit of a you know head start because my best friend last year was drum major so i've gotten a couple pointers from her and it's just it's really cool to be able to carry on that tradition, even though it's not a traditional season. But I'm really happy I just get to have that experience and get up there and conduct and do my thing. So. Yeah, absolutely. And Felicity, you know, I, I think out of all the things that, that happen out there, something that I would probably be the worst thing about would be what you do. And, and, and that's the guard. And I think I have so much respect for what you guys do because, you know, there's so much movement, throwing, catching, and, and they like – Holy cow, I'm getting I'm starting to get dizzy just talking about it. Talk about how cool it is to do what you're doing and and and, and how strong this guard is. Um well, being a part of the guard, it's really cool because you're the visual of the show. If it was just the band playing with props, you wouldn't necessarily understand everything that's happening. And so with the guard, you kind of have a understanding of the plot of the show. For example, my eighth grade season, the guard started off as the UFO in the Area 51 show, so it kind of gives the setting. 
And I'm really proud of the guard this season because um, being captain for three years, I've gotten to see all of them grow. And mostly this year, it's a decent amount of rookies. And so having them start at such an advanced level is preparing them to do amazing things in the future. And the season we've been focusing on improving our technique because that's something we've been lacking in. And I've seen major improvements in technique from everybody already. That's great. And I, and I think, you know, one of the cool things about the guard is that I feel as if when you guys are roaring out there, it's when it's the biggest applause happens, you know, during the show. And, you know, you just hear that, you know, when, when the flags are, are coming up or going in the air, it, it's, a, the, it's those big high points, you know, in the show. And it's just so awesome to see. Talk about the timing. I mean, how do you guys, like, drill that? to the point where, you know, everyone's in the same motion and or hitting the same part where the music is? Because you're obviously timing against yourself and timing against where the music is. Talk about how hard that is to practice and execute. So with the timing, our instructors, who this year are Maddie Miller and Laura, Laura Neff, um, they write the music specifically to um, specific spots in the show. And the moments that you were talking about, they're actually called impact moments. And usually there's either like the flag goes up in the air, whether you're letting go of it or not. And it's parts like that that really make the show exciting. And you're like, wow, this just happened. And um, they give us specific counts to go with the music. So that's we practice those counts over and over again. A lot of times if you're up close next to the guard, you'll hear us screaming counts. <laughs> it's part of the communication and getting everybody together. Um, spinning together is important. It looks good and it makes you feel good. When I watch guards and they're spinning and all the flags are together, I get chills across my body. And so working on the communication will definitely improve that. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, Mo, you know, one of the things with Mo here is not only does she have to get on the out on the field herself in competition, but she's got to you know push or get a bunch of other stuff with her. So you know the pit, the pit life. I mean, you guys are the uh, you know you you guys truly are kind of the beat of you know the backbone of the show. You know, talk about your life in the pit. Talk about the importance of what the pit does and 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 how you enjoy you know being a part of it. Yeah, so the pit is the, you know, part of the band. We aren't marching. We've just, we've got all of our instruments sedentary. We're bopping around. And so when we play, it's like we're right next to the drum major. We're the closest to the drum major. So we have to be watching the drum major. We have to be listening back to the battery, you know, really feeling the beat and keeping time. Because if we don't, like, it'll, yeah, <laughs> certain things don't work out if we're not really listening in, into it. Do you have a, um, um, an actual instrument that you like playing the most out, out of all the options there? Yeah, so last year was my first year, this is my second year, and both years I've played the marimba, and that's my favorite percussion instrument, like, in general. So She's a beast. She yeah. is a beast. I mean, like, that's definitely her jam, and uh, you, you definitely are, are top-notch. It's fun to watch you. It was great last week at Homecoming seeing you get after it there, too. So, uh, Jackson, what does it feel like? When you guys uh, walk out um, at the dome at, at the state championship, and you know it's like pack pack place, and here you are getting ready to perform. Like, talk to me about that feeling of the season, that last time that you're about to put it all out there. Um, you experienced that last year. I mean, w w what does that mean and feel like? 
it's honestly, it's incredible. Like walking out with everyone, you know, you've worked so hard with them over the past, you know, months, you've had struggles, you've, you've had like really good moments all together and it's all like culminating into this huge moment. And it's like, you know, the giant dome, all the lights, all the screens, everybody out there, it's incredible. And it's just like, it's super fun to go out there and perform with everyone and show them really, you know, how hard you worked and why, you know, you deserve to be there. And it's really cool that, that the culminating event for this, you know, you know, for marching band is a, a, a dome in this, in this state that's one of the revered places that people love to be. So it's just cool that you guys have that opportunity. What would be your sell to a person that, you know, maybe is in the band that's not in marching band or someone that, ha, you know, has no experience, you know, in anything, maybe that would, that would look to, you know, get into the guard. What would be your sell to people to really think about this opportunity or someone that's young, you know, a parent that has a, you know, Wilkins Street, you know, that, you know, uh, students that they should be looking to maybe get into this opportunity they get here? Uh, I'm going to quote Mr. Run here and say, <laughs> this is how he got me and saying it's life-changing. And I thought he was full of crap when he said that, but I, I stand by it. The, the amount of friends you make, like the brotherhood of marching band, the, the music is just so fun to perform and like marching, learning the drill and getting it all down to a science and, you know, putting it all out there and performing is, it's like nothing, nothing can describe it. It's, it's awesome. Wow. That, that's a great answer to that question. Katie, uh, last question. Talk to us about just what it has meant, and, and Felicity, I want to answer this too, is, you know, seniors, you know, what has it meant to have been a part of this program? You know, you guys have had, you know, you got, you know, two great directors here working hard, a great staff. What has it meant for you to be a part of this and, and leaving that type, and leaving a legacy? So for me, it's like, when I think about marching band, it's like, it's the thing that I do. It's like, everybody has their thing. It's like, I go to school, Sometimes I wake up in the morning like, I don't want to go to school, but I have marching band tonight, so I got to go to school and push through, and then I can get to marching band. So it's, like, it's really fun. I've made, like, basically all of my closest friends, like, through the program. It's just something that, like, you can't really get that, like, high school marching band experience any anywhere else, and I'm really glad that it's offered here and we're just able to take advantage of that because it's so awesome. That's awesome. How about you, Felicity? Yeah, I couldn't imagine if Leroy didn't offer a marching band. It's such a cool experience getting to watch and be in it. I remember when I was in sixth grade and I was watching the marching band perform their show, Lincoln, at the halftime game. And I remember like, wow, these guys are a bunch of weirdos. And I regret, <laughs> I regret that decision so much because my mom's friend got me into the guard when I was in seventh grade, and it was the best decision of my life because I've been introduced to so many people that are now my closest friends. It's brought me back with friends that I had. We like kind of distanced ourselves, but now we're back together. And it's really just about building community. And I can honestly say that the marching band community is one of the strongest that you'll ever meet. Yeah, I can't agree with you more. You guys were a great uh, interview here today, and I think it just shows how natural and how powerful the experience has been for all four of you. Um, and, and, you know, we can't talk about marching band without getting a good plug to the, to the marching band boosters. I mean, I'll tell you, oh, you yeah. know, <laughs> I mean, you want to see a passionate group. I mean, these guys aren't just sitting around, you know, throwing around, uh, you know, cupcakes. They're building things. They're running things on the yeah. field. It is a full yeah. throttle physical group of people. And I don't, and Mo, you want to say anything about what you witnessed with these guys? Yeah, they are so, all of the, the boosters are so helpful with all of the pit instruments and everything. Like we have... 
so much stuff. Some of these instruments, you know, the younger kids, they can't like push their instruments on by themselves. So we have to have more than one person on an instrument and they are always there ready to help. And I'm so grateful for that. Like, it's just, yeah. it's amazing. I, I, I'm an honorary member. I mean, I'm proud to say <laughs> it. I love the booster and, and I have a t-shirt. I've been issued gloves. I mean, it's been, uh, it is, it is intense and I love it. And it's just a great group of people. So shout out to them and, and everything they do to support, you know, you guys in this program and, uh, and again, thank you guys for joining, and, and we, we really appreciate the work that you're putting in in this non-competitive season, and, and it's going to pay off. And I can't wait to hopefully see both of the seniors coming back next year to watch this show and be there to support. Oh, yeah. And, uh, I mean, it's really the you know reaping the benefits of what you guys have been doing for them. So mm -hmm. thank you guys very much. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. All right, next up on the podcast, I'm excited to continue our new teacher spotlight this week. And this week, bringing in Mr. Rob Curran. Mr. Curran uh, is our now senior English teacher, uh, teaching both senior English and AP uh, here in Wackenai country. So, Mr. Curran, uh, welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much, Mr. McCardell. It's a pleasure to be here. So let's start off first by, you know, why don't you walk us through kind of your journey to this seat, um, you know, as far as... You know, what was your influence to become a teacher, uh, where you went to high school and college, um, and, and, and just some of those uh, highlights along the way? Sure. I, uh, I think I knew, I knew I wanted to get an education by about the senior, my senior year of high school. Uh, I went to St. Francis High School in Buffalo, New York, just outside of Buffalo, New York, actually, a few miles right on the shores of Lake Erie. And I had some phenomenal, phenomenal teachers uh, at that at that school and along the way growing up. But three that kind of stood out to me were my football coach, health and phys ed teacher, Jerry Smith at St. Francis, my uh, 11th grade history teacher, Mr. Ellis, and my 11th grade English teacher, Mr. O'Malley. And specifically, Mr. Ellis, I remember on the first day of our junior year, the the first thing he said to our entire class was, I don't care who you are. I don't care what your situation was like as a freshman or sophomore. Uh, whether you're the valedictorian or you led the league in write-ups and referrals, um, everybody has a clean slate with me. And I remember junior year, I don't know if anybody needed to hear that more than I did. And I, I just remember being very affected by that clean slate. And I had an outstanding year with Mr. Ellis and, and loved him. And that is, to this day, that is the thing that I say to every single class on the first day of school um, as I try to reach the, the me's that are in the class, um, because I, I needed to hear that. And I went to, when I went to, I went to college at Buffalo State, um, I, I started LED. That was my, that was kind of my deal was I was going to be LED. Uh, and I met my wife and she was, uh, she was an English secondary English ed major. And I, I wanted to be in more classes with her, so I kind of started to go down that path of secondary English ed, but also I'm, I'm, I, I knew that the kind of the L-Ed thing wasn't really going to be a good fit for me uh, a little ways into some of those classes, so I made the switch, uh, graduated from there, and, and ended up getting my master's also from Buff State in secondary English education, and uh, started teaching at Alden High School, where I was for about 14 years before this opportunity presented itself and, and couldn't have been happier the way the stars aligned and, and that's how I'm here today. 
So it's it, really cool because, you know, if, if, if people don't know, uh, Mr. Kern also lives here in town um, and, and, and has a family. And, and his son uh, is also in the building as well. Jack is a seventh grader. So talk to us about just the opportunity to be working where you live, being you know now an official whack and night. You've been in a you've been in the parent role of an whack and night, but now you're in that all in. What does that do for you, your family, and just your experience? I feel like the last time it took me a little while to to kind of connect all this and and process why this feels as good as it feels. But I think the last time I felt this centered was when I was in college. And I lived on campus, I played football, all my classes were on campus, and any job that I had was either on campus or right on the outside of campus. And I felt very centered in that, in that space and in that place. And I feel that this opportunity has allowed for me to anchor in and center in a way that I, I, I gave a lot of my time, I gave a lot of my energy when I was in Alden, um, because I, I enjoy doing that. I, 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 that's kind of that's the way I, I, I want to conduct my business as an educator, but it was getting harder and harder to be anchored in at a place that was 40 minutes away when my family was here and getting more and more involved and there were things that I didn't want to miss doing and seeing with them. So it's, it's almost ideal to the point where where it, it's, it's almost too good to be true at times because I am able to anchor in and the work that I do in the building is also hopefully, potentially having a positive impact on the community that I actually live in and that my, my children and my, my wife are a part of. So um, that, that has been, and I was at, kind of at a point in my career too where the change was a good thing. You know, I kind of I kind of needed that change, and I don't know if I knew I needed the change. You know what I mean? Yeah. Until I until I got here and thought, wow, this is, you know, I've got seven extra hours in my week right now that I can that that I didn't have before, and the work that I'm doing feels even more meaningful because I'm here, yeah. and and that that has really, um, it's been a blessing to and a gift to be able to do that, and that's not, that's not, you know. <laughs> Um, that's not lip service. That's that's how I actually feel. It's it's really been been nice to be able to 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 be this centered with this work. So you're you're, you're kind of a I guess I would call you a utility guy, jack of all trade. You have a lot of different interests. Well read, uh, great with technology, an, an unbelievable coach, and you, you kind of you know you come in as that utility person, and you know kind of give us you know a little background of of just kind of some of those things that you like to do that maybe people don't know, and 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 some hopes that you have to be able to apply some of those things here to our school. Sure. sure. Uh, well, thank you for that. Um, I have, I've long felt uh, and always been involved since since I was a child in some sport or another as a matter of fact this is the first fall since 1994 that I'm not either coaching or playing on a football team um, I've always enjoyed how uh, how great of a teacher sports is sports I think is is just a phenomenal teacher and the lessons that that we all stand to learn and can gain from sports which are which feel so real and are real, but presented in the framework of a game, I think just create this outstanding learning opportunity for us as as people. 
Um, so I've always been involved in, in, in enjoy athletics um, and, and feel, you know, feel, feel a desire to coach in some capacity quite a bit. Um, a few, one of the things that I did in, in my previous job was we, we had a media production class and I wish I would have, I wish that that was an opportunity that could have been afforded to me at, when I was a young, at a younger age because uh, once I started to figure out how to edit video, and I didn't figure out how to edit video until I needed to teach kids how to edit video. So it was a very authentic learning experience. Um, but that was something that opened up an entire new mode of expression, which I know you can appreciate with all the work that you do with, with, with video and making sure that the, the brand here at Leroy is visible and, and clean and consistent, uh, which is one of the things that I, I know you and I had talked at a, at a kid's, uh, one of our kids' basketball tournaments, and I forget where we were, maybe York one day, and I remember commenting to you about the, the social media and about the brand, and that's something that interested me, and that, that work that we were able to do with media production and giving kids that outlet and giving kids that, that path of, oh, you know what, maybe digital journalism or, or maybe uh, uh, s sports journalism is, is a path that I could get into and a path that I could take, and it was very project-based, and uh, that's something that I've that, that I really got interested in over the last couple of years specifically and I would love to to help be a part of and create a situation where some of our kids could contribute to 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 the great things that are you know sharing the great things that are already going on here um, but you know English I think English is is one of those disciplines that really allows for a lot of variety, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, when you really, when you boil it down, and I say this to our kids, I say this to our students all the time, when you boil it down, all of the standards in the binder are really about two things, understanding what we consume and creating things that can be understood. If we can do that, and that can happen in any number of different modes, in any number of different ways, about any number of different topics. Mm -hmm. And I think that's one of the things specifically with teaching seniors that is so attractive to me about that grade level is we don't have a, a, an ugly state test staring us down at the end of June that we need to make sure that the, a thing that we need to, a hurdle that we need to get over collectively. We really have this unique opportunity to explore interests and still work on all those skills. So I feel like that that's the perfect place for me because it allows for my number of interests to to come out and i think that, that creates hopefully creates a model for students to know that the things that they're interested in can still be very viable in an english class sure. because it's really about understanding and communicating that's really what 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 ela is about those are the two essential skills i think so um it's nice to be it's it's nice that my everyday job allows for my outside interests to, to come into play because yeah. what we're passionate about is conveyed to our students much more effectively than what we're not passionate about. So even just choice text, like I, I don't teach things that I don't enjoy mm -hmm. reading, you know, and I feel like, you know, the hope is even with our reluctant readers, they, they sense some of that passion and some of that excitement and they want to get in, they want to jump in. So I feel like that's been, that's been a nice 
uh, a way to kind of merge those interests together a little bit. So speaking of the interests, what would be, um, you, know, it, you know, any of our uh, students or even family members that are watching, you know, you're, you're like I said, a, a well-read guy. I mean, any good topics, uh, uh, titles, I should say, at, at, you know, right now that you would recommend people diving in? I jumped into, uh, with, with all of the events that took place in, in, in March uh, with race and equity, I jumped into a lot of those, a lot of that, uh, the, the reading that was suggested to me and some of the coursework and some of the, the, the professional development that I was able to get into. Um, that was an outstanding topic for me. Right now I'm reading the, the version of Stamped by Dr. Um, Ibram X. Kendi that is not the, it, it's, it's the version that he started with. It's like, it's a really ambitious read. It's like 500 pages, I think. And it's wow. pretty, pretty textbook academic, but then he ended up getting together with Jason Reynolds to create Stamped Remix, mm -hmm. which I know is, is circulating yeah, around these halls. My wife read that. She teaches seventh grade English at Gates. She loved it. Um, but I wanted to, I wanted to do that. I'm also reading, uh, a buddy of mine coaches is the head coach at St. Xavier in Cincinnati. And he just wrote a book, uh, about the rich tradition of St. Xavier football. Hmm. And, and I just, I just got that a little while ago and started reading that. Um, I think I think this is a really interesting a really interesting time, specifically to you know there's a section in our library right now with about a dozen books on race and equity and that's just kind of the vein that's just kind of where I've been at lately, yeah. um, and and I I'm I'm eager to to jump into those and I think that this is really really a great time for for all of us to really kind of dig into some of that work and uh, and that, that those are kind of, kind of some of the things I've got going on right now. That's great. Well, I really appreciate uh, you being in Awaka Night and being here. And uh, I'm going to leave the story about Josh Allen, uh, you know, coming to your locker room last year at Alden for another podcast. Okay. That could be a podcast. Absolutely. You know, um, you know being big Bill f fans that we are and, uh, you know, we can talk about the Bills. Maybe that could be a prelude going into a playoff game or something. Sure. Um, so, you know, we'll keep you on the hook for the Josh Allen uh, story, uh, uh, listeners, but, uh, you know, stay tuned for that. But, you know, really want to thank you for, you know, being a part of this team here and being on our Awaka Night uh, roster and, and, and impacting our kids, and it's great to have you on board. Appreciate that. It's been wonderful, and I look forward to continuing this work. So thank you. All right, next on the podcast this week, I'm uh, – Privileged to bring on uh, three guests that maybe you've seen this week uh, on video, um, and that is our school psychologist, uh, Mrs. Lapoza, and uh, juniors, Brett and Evie Babcock, uh, who put together a great uh, uh, Zoom webinar uh, this week entitled Success Formula, Optimizing Your Studying. And we wanted to kind of talk a little bit more about uh, what they shared and promote um, the videos that are now on our YouTube channel um, to get you know people to watch if they miss the live opportunity and really use these as great resources and we look forward to continuing educating and you know uh, navigating you know during this this world pandemic time um, as we're learning and experiencing school in a whole different way so this was kind of our first swing at that 
So I want to welcome uh, these three uh, great professionals here to uh, to the podcast. And we'll start off first with Mrs. LaPosa. Um, she ran the how to's on studying, and uh, why don't you talk about some of the you know some of those you know the key topics and the key you know elements of of your message? Yeah. So, like Mr. McArdle said, my presentation was how to's on studying. So, what I talked about are different ways that you can study. So, for example, I talked about how to use flashcards, how to use um, study guides, how to study from a textbook or from your notes. And I also touched on um, how to take good notes because I know right now, a lot of classes you have to take your own notes and then by watching videos or just listening to your teachers talk and then you kind of have to use those notes in class when you're in person. So I touched a little bit on how to take some good notes from those different types of um, like videos and readings. And I also talked about the things that you should not do when you're studying. Um, and um, talked about how you have to figure out what your obstacles of studying are. Like if you have pets that get in your way or distract you or your phone or Netflix, you know, you have to find ways to kind of get rid of those distractions before you study. And there are a lot of distractions, uh, you know, in, in this world these days, for sure. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, you know, Brett and Evie, you guys uh, are juniors and are experiencing, you know, this, you know, the, you know this firsthand as students, you know, both juniors here, class of 2022. Um, and, you know, why don't you guys talk about, you know, each kind of what you guys focused on and the themes, you know, and, and the title of yours was Plan to Plan, Tips on Focus, Study Habits, and Routine. All right. So one of the main things Evie and I wanted to focus on was understanding that, yes, there's a lot of tips out there, but more getting deeper into not just tips, but hacks to how to study and how to improve your academic lifestyle not just tips on how to study but how to incorporate these things into your life so we talked about things such as smart goals which is a lot different than you'd expect because it's not just broad goals it's very specific it's a plan it's an action plan to really attack what you want out of your future right so we talked about that a lot and also the motivation of how to study which was actually very interesting we use some study habits such as the Pomodoro technique, which is giving yourself breaks. So it's a win-win. You get breaks and you also study more efficiently. So that's one of my favorite parts of the whole podcast. How about you, Evie? I think that it's one thing to tell someone to use a planner or study or make sure there's these techniques, but you also want to focus on how to get that motivation to start studying. I mean, the hardest part of starting anything that is challenging is starting it in the first place whether that be an art piece or a workout or studying in general getting that motivation getting that drive and being able to find that within yourself to be able to make those dreams and those accomplishments an actual reality in front of you yeah so true and i think that you know every every person has kind of like embarked on a new journey like whether that's been you know a physical journey an academic journey a relationship like you know whatever that might be and i think the key, like what you guys are saying, you know, for longevity is to make it a part of, you know, of, of what you do and who you are. Um, and I think that that was a really strong message, uh, you know, to have, to have shared. And, and let's get your perspective, you know, as far as, as students, you know, how have you guys, you know, reworked your normal day-to-day routine or what's been some keys that have really worked for you guys to, you know, 
shift yourselves into this hybrid learning and this you know remote type of world that we're in. All right, so personally, um, I could get really broad and give you the specifics, but one of the main things that's helped me is well, I realize that it's a lot harder to get your work done when you don't have your teachers pushing you five days a week. So being optimist, op, or an optimist about that, you really got to look at it as, okay, let's work on my motivation. What gets me going in the morning? So the big thing that helped me or the big mindset flip that I made was, and I also included this into the presentation, is what story are you trying to write? Ask yourself that every morning because it'll motivate you. Do you want to write the story or the page today of your life of I just laid in bed and scrolled through Instagram? Or do you want to do something productive? So that is one of the things that really helped me get through this hard time, keep myself motivated and realize that there's a lot of different benefits actually from having all this freedom and opportunity. I think there's obviously some adapting that needs to happen. This is not something that any of us are used to yet. Um, and it's ever-changing, but for me, I really stick to a planner. It is hard for me to accomplish my goals if I don't have them written down or if I don't have structure in my life. I had to start implementing structure into my days that I'm out of school because if I don't, then I just sit there and I get lost on TikTok or Instagram or all these social media platforms that can cause distractions. You have to really make sure that there's some decent structure implemented so that that doesn't happen. Yeah, so true. Mrs. Laposa, like when we talk about maximizing, you know, maximizing that study time, maximizing, you know, your, your, your mental health. I mean, what are some what are some things to reflect and or tips, you know, around the, the word maximizing? So I think that um, Brett and Evie made a really good point in their presentation with maximizing their time for studying with what was that? Um, Pomodoro. Pomodoro. Technique. Yeah, technique where you study for, you know, 25 minutes and then take like a 10 minute break. So that, you know, maximizes your time where you are studying and you are taking that like mental health break and you're giving yourself a reward or some type of um, little break there because studying for an hour straight or trying to cram doesn't do anything for you. Your brain's not capable of taking that information and putting it into long-term memory if you just are cramming. So really utilizing that technique can really help maximize your time. And you actually don't have to study for as long if you do it that way. Yeah, and that is so true. And I think, you know, as you guys apply these these things that you were teaching um, and, and what Ms. Laposa, you know, was teaching as well, what are the benefits that you're seeing, you know, here as we are, you know, closing in on the end of the first marking period? What are some of the benefits daily, academically, mentally, anything that you, you know, that you could report back? Um, one of the benefits definitely is I see my grades improving a lot, but the understanding your why is the thing that is really the benefit because one, you're going to wake up happier because you're not doing anything for anybody else. You're doing it strictly for you. So that's going to feel a lot more pretty much powerful to yourself saying, I did this today, not my mom told me to do this, so I did it for her. So that's that's the main benefit, really self-awareness, understanding why you're doing it, and you're going to feel really good when you realize that you did it just for you and you're the one that put the work in. So, I found that scheduling my life out like this has given me more free time to find who I am. In high school, you're developing all these ideas and all these concepts and it's really hard to find who you are in the midst of it when you're 
waking up at 5 in the morning or 4.30 in the morning and then cramming and doing work all day till night and then going to sleep and repeating. So having this newfound time to figure out who I am has really helped me find who is Evie other than just the kid that kind of just bops around into schoolwork all day. Like it's nice to know that there's actually a person there. And I think that finding yourself in high school is extremely important, especially for when you go off to college so you don't go crazy. Yeah, the depth of what you just said is so true. And I think that you, you know, everyone's got to find their way to accomplish that because, you know, yeah, there is a clock, so to say, you know, as you're trying to prepare yourself for the next chapter, you got to write that story. And I think mm-hmm. that that's, you know, just, just so true. If you're interested in hearing more about, you know, these topics, um, we can't uh, encourage you enough to hop onto our YouTube channel on our social media. You can see the, the, the click, the link there uh, to watch both of these in, you know, in their entirety. Uh, they were live webinars that we ran uh, this past Wednesday. Uh, we had uh, great attendance at both of them and there is some live question and answers that were also captured in this. So um, it's definitely worth your while. We encourage uh, our students that are listening to do that. Parents, if you're listening, it'd be a great little, you know, great little uh, popcorn session with you and your night to uh, kind of watch it together and be able to have some conversations off of both of these two. So I want to thank the three of you for, you know, just great professionalism and, and being able to share, you know, you know, these great success and, and, and also walk, you know, that, that, that success too. So thank you guys for joining us on the podcast this week. Thank you for the opportunity. Thank you. Thank you. We'll finish up the podcast this week with my social media pick of the week. This week I'm going with my post from this past Thursday night, uh, a picture of the Calvary, which is a rare sight uh, uh, these days uh, in a whack and night country. But the Varsity Boys, bas- uh, Varsity Boys Soccer did an awesome gesture by gifting their passes uh, to members of our Calvary, our student section, uh, that came to the game and support uh, the boys. So it was a great crowd. Uh, uh, Knights wore their masks and um, enjoyed the game, uh, cheering on uh, the boys' soccer team at Harwood Park. So make sure to check out that picture. And, yes, there is a banana uh, in that picture, and uh, the banana was doing some great dancing on the sidelines, as he always does. So bringing back some normalcy there for one night. And we really appreciate the gesture by the Varsity Boys soccer team. Don't forget to continue to uh, wear your mask, wash those hands, and keep that social distance going. Uh, We want to continue to keep our school open and and maintain a good, safe environment here. So, as always from Awaka Night Country, go Knights, and thanks for tuning in.